Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 19, Episode 8, Curse Your Sudden Yet Irrelevant Betrayal. The book, Lando Calrissian Adventures, The Mind Harp of Sheru. The year, 1983. The author, L. Neil Smith. Chapter 17 through the end, we're finishing it, baby! Let's go! Hello and welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast. Uh, we discuss all kinds of things, not just novels, but it's an interesting podcast, I like to think, and therefore it's it's a novel podcast. Is my ra- I'm Jeff, by the way, and that's my rationale for why I say that most times. And I'm joined, as always, by my smirking co-host, John. Yep. Just smirking away. Over here, smirking. Mm, smirking all day while the sun shines. <laughs> smirking while the corn is high. I gotta, I gotta smirk while the iron is hot. <laughs> There's work to be done, and he's just over here smirking and making merry. <laughs> this guy's over here smirking off. <laughs> he's fiddling when he could be fiddling. <laughs> oh, that's fiddling. Oh, wait, not if you're doing it right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are you? I am good. It's, uh, it's a warm day, but it is a good day. It is a very warm day. I mean, it's probably warmer where you're coming in from, so I'm sure that even being in my hot, stank-ass garage, which is not as stank-ass as it was yesterday, I ran some candles, uh, it, still probably better than being in any part of Santee. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, granted, house has AC, so mm, it's true. honestly, the inside of the house is better than here. Yeah, well, we're talking about it, uh, buying an AC unit just for the garage. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so tiny in here, it's not like you would need a super powerful thing going. Still kind of would, because none of the walls have, like, real insulation on them, so it'd it'd be bleeding heat. We would be destroying the... We we might as well just light a forest on fire and hope that the heat gets pulled over in that direction. We may as well just make our own gas company at Mm -hmm. this point. Yeah, we might as well just be mining for the complex metals needed to make battery-powered cars instead of making the podcast. Yeah, right now... If we're going to run an AC in here, we'd be monsters. We may as well... Get a straw with our drink, with how badly we are destroying the environment. <laughs> a plastic straw, please. One plastic straw and an extra in case. <laughs> I like to switch between beverages. <laughs> I will not taint my straws. <laughs> I, I am. Are you even okay with with the paper straws? If that's what's on offer, I just go no straw. Oh, God. It's not. It, it, the thing is, it's got to do with chemistry. I'm a soda man when it comes to what I'm getting at a, at a restaurant or whatever. I rarely drink, like, alcohol. Yeah. So soda needs micronucleation sites for the bubbles so that it tastes good, tastes carbonated. And plastic is good for that, and paper is terrible for that. Ah. So I just be like, no, thank you. I'll just drink it, you know. Straight. Out of the cup. If, if, no if, chaser. Yeah, because it's not that I think that paper is. I'm, I'm not like putting my foot down about environmentalism or anything. I just don't want my soda to be flat by the time it hits my mouth. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, that's my, that's my take. That's, that's my hot take for today. Nice. Someone has to do it because that dude from 60 Minutes is dead. Mickey that's something right. or other. Mickey Avalon. Hot takes for a hot day here. <laughs> On the old expounded universe. I think it was Mickey Rooney. Is that right? Of course it's the, Mickey is Rooney. Is he the one who was the, uh, I'm, I'm mixing up which one was on the, uh, the like be, uh, on uh, Leave it to Beaver versus which one was like on, on, on 60 Minutes. 
<laughs> One of them's Andy Rooney or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're looking for Ricky Mooney. I'm look- yeah, definitely looking for Ricky Mooney. He owes me 50 bucks. That plus motherfucker. Plus that dude is always greened up. <laughs> <laughs> that dude holding. <laughs> Sorry, this is a bit old shaggy right now. We're uh, we're here to wrap up Mind Harp of Sheru. We're going to take it right to the end today. That's right. We uh, We got close to the end, and we could have either tried to stretch these last four into two more episodes or just wrap her on up. And I was getting kind of tired of making 40 minute episodes where we were still kind of reaching for content. So I let us have all four chapters as a treat. That's right. Mm -hmm. A little extra chapter for treats. Plus it was easy for me because I already read two of them on accident last week. Yeah, you fucked up real bad last week. So, (laughs) well, look who's sitting pretty now. Me. Oh, right. I'm always sitting pretty. Man (laughs) spreading out here in the garage. I don't know if it counts as man spreading if you're sitting in a one person chair by yourself in a garage. Hmm. I don't think it counts. I think you can just go as nuts as you want. I mean, oh. that's forward. <laughs> I'm yeah. going as nuts as I want. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, just let them hang loose. Do what you got to do. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't a bus. <laughs> this ain't no disco. <laughs> this is L.A. <sighs> uh, okay, so uh, where were we? So when last we left our hero, uh, we were in the Pyramid of Sheru. Uh, having gotten in there after putting the, you know, mind-bending key into the plastic pyramid. Mm-hmm. And we had a wonderful little Alice in Wonderland adventure where uh, either... Everyone was changing size. We don't know how or who. Yeah, so Buffy real tiny or Lando real big or maybe the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. But Moe's, meanwhile... Uh, Same his, size as Lando, so... Yeah, but his eyes went white, and he couldn't see anymore, and he got super smart. Oh, he lost his eyes completely. It's mm-hmm. not just that they were white. They're gone. They're just gone. And he uh, he got super smart in exchange. Yes, All he the- began to be able to understand things in a way that he could not as a regular Tokaman. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, by the end of the episode, they had found their way onto a conveyor belt that was taking them deep down into the bowels of the Earth and showing them... Basically, paleontology and eventually archaeology. No, wait. Just the evolutionary history yeah. of the planet. Uh-huh. Of like, all right, here's where it started from single cell organisms all the way up to, and here's where, you know, the Sheru evolved and became a actual, like, species that has houses and then rockets and then science! Mm-hmm. And it was gonna keep Yeah, because you for... only get science after rockets. That's right. That's yeah. how the progression tree works. Science is, a rocket tree is engineering. Science is a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but it, it, it obviously had uncounted centuries to go. But then at a certain point, I think Lando dozes off for a bit. Yeah, Lando just falls asleep, has a dream about it instead of watching it. And then when he wakes up, Moses gone! And Vuffy's a little bigger now. A little bigger. Uh, yeah, v- <laughs> bigger Vuffy. <laughs> the bigger Vuffy theory, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you add enough blue fluid, you get a bigger Vuffy. <laughs> Vuffy is bigger now. Uh, but it, Mo, he also has no memory of Moe's. He's just like, what the who, who the fuck are you talking about? And uh, that's right when we had, that's our cliffhanger that we ended the last chapter on, was, was, or, or episode was. Was the great disappearance of Moe's. And, and Vuffy being like, who's Moe's master? But uh, now we start as they continue along that never-ending conveyor belt thing. Uh, with the conversation about who the fuck Moses is. Yeah. And, you know, Lando is like, for the love of God, please tell me that you are just fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Like, Mose, the dude who got us here. And every time he's like, 
yeah, how the fuck would I even know to come here? He's like, oh, you made a good guess. Good job. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, well, then what the fuck happened like with you getting shot? And he's like, oh, those those were just natives. Uh, yeah, uh, and who led all those singers in chanting when we were leaving Rafa 4 to come out here to Rafa 5? No one. It was just communal chanting. Yeah, it was just, you know, spontaneous communal chanting. Mm-hmm. So he just has no memory whatsoever in his databanks of Moe's, and Lando's trying everything. He's like, come on, you remember Moe's? He was like Dwight's weird cousin. Come on, you know this. He was one of the writers on the show, but he didn't actually, he was like an actor, so he just wanted to kind of run around weirdly in the background of certain scenes. Come on, Moe's! Moe's! <laughs> And, uh, you remember? Yeah. They had a drink, the flaming Moe's. Mm, yeah, they had a, yeah. Right there at Moe's Tavern. Don't you remember meeting him there? We had, we named a whole episode after it. Come on. Come on. Those two guys who make recordings of this stuff. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Jeff and John, expounded universe. Buffy, don't you remember? I have no idea who those are, Master, but they sound super cool and hot. <laughs> if I met them, I would give them a dollar. <laughs> Two of my tentacles are reserved for high-fiving them and only them. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Anyway, they have a a long conversation about that, and then Lando gets frustrated and decides, ah, fuck this, I'm not going to keep talking to Buffy about a guy I know existed. I'll do a tarot reading with the Sabacc cards. Yep. Really driving home that Sabacc is played with a tarot deck, just renamed with space stuff. Yes, I mean, it's basically... For a while, what we did with playing cards, it was just, you know, tarot deck that you then turned, or playing cards that then got turned into divination tool. No, I know. Yeah, like, uh, the the big difference between the tarot deck and and a regular deck of cards, I believe, is that there's one more card in each suit, and also there's the whole big stack of Major Arcana, is if there were 20 different Jokers. Uh, uh, But uh, But that was all part of it to begin with. The modern playing deck. No, I know. Uh, uh, All this information and more soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Am I stepping on one of your things? (laughs) No, I'm just... uh, That's your fault for manspreading so hard. Oh, no, I'm talking about our upcoming shit. Huh? Tarot? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about your bonus content selection for the week. No, you're talking about how you and I are working together with an artist of our our choosing to develop a new tarot deck... Based on the Rider weight model that should be in stores sometime, I believe, either late this year or early next year. Indeed! Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big old nerd joke-themed tarot deck. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really hope people enjoy it. Yes, and that's why I know random shit about the tarot now. Oh, I thought you just already knew all that shit. When we, when we accepted that assignment, you were like, sweet, fuck yes, tarot! Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I did know a shitload about the tarot already. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't. And I was still calling it the tarot at the time, so... Ah, yes, the tarot! <laughs> So. Menaces my party in D and D, and he hates those GI Joes, <laughs> along with his twin brother, whose face also changes color in cold water. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tomax and Zamot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got it now. Yeah, you I got it. Speed, but that just feels like you combined the both of them into one. Yeah, I did. I did. They're together now. <laughs> they're together they're now. Like, they're like Fenris. Uh, where were we? So. So he's, yes. he's making he's doing a tarot reading and he's doing the Celtic cross. Yes, he is straight up just doing a standard tarot reading, mm-hmm. except the one wrinkle, of course, is that this is exactly the same as a normal tarot reading. But because they're Sabacc cards, occasionally a card will change. Yes, which I find very weird. I wonder if they're always like as soon as he starts dealing them, they just automatically turn on and start doing that rotation mechanic. I would have figured that was an optional Sabacc element. I wonder if it's just always on like you cards are in your pocket and they're just like every you know two minutes like boop yeah maybe i mean you'd think it would drain their power 
Think about it. That means he's got like 78 little tiny batteries in his pocket at all times because each one has to have its own power source. Well, yeah, each one of them is its own little flimsy plast playing card that then has to, I mean, I guess instead of needing their own battery, it could be like, oh, as long as you have a projector nearby, it can like, you know... I'll be the person who, uh, at this point, I was assuming up until now that they only changed uh, suit if you were playing a Sabacc game at a Sabacc table. Because the table keeps track of what cards it changes and when and and uh, so on. Well, it also has that zone where you can put it in where it stops changing. Yeah, the isolation zone. So I always figured the whole thing was powered by the table somehow. But I guess not. But so I we- guess it's actually powered by the apocalypse. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so he starts he starts divining. And on, his divination is extremely on the nose. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where you're like, yeah, all right, sure, buddy. <laughs> well, his tarot is working by like movie poker rules where everyone's constantly getting royal flushes and for and full houses and shit. Oh yeah, no one ever wins on like, oh, I've got a dirty two pair. Yeah, I got like, twos and threes. <laughs> I just happened to get you know a better two pair than you did. Yeah, great. Yeah, the the odds of seeing one of those royal flushes like in your lifetime is infinitesimal, but movies are always hitting them. Always but, hitting but them. Here, and and then true, quitting them. It's also, it's blitting it and not admitting it. But uh, also, what was I going to say? Oh, that's what I do during blackjack. He, <laughs> you don't admit that you split during blackjack? <laughs> yeah, I get my two eights and I put them apart, but I don't admit to the dealer that I split. <laughs> okay. Just in case. Just in case they give me a five and then I'll go, I didn't split that. Is eights what you're supposed to split on? Aces and eights always split. Okay. Because eight is... Two eights is 16, which is the worst possible hand you can have. Yeah. And two eights, you have a really good chance of getting 18 on them for Mm. tens, which is a great position to be in. That's fair. Okay. Good to know. Uh, So anyway, I was going to say, he also always hits Sabacc. That's like the way every single card game we've ever watched Lando go. I've never seen anyone in a Star Wars novel or anything be like, ah, I had like 23. one points yeah, and that was his, the best hand yeah because the whole point of the game is to get as close to or to a positive or negative 23 and i've never seen anyone be like yeah i have negative 22 eat that uh, bitches it never happens no it's always all right i did it i got the sabak yeah so anyway mostly because we literally have no idea how a round of play ends other than someone saying sabak yeah i don't know how you call and, and show your hand unless someone hits the hits the uh, magic number that ends the game it's a weird, weird choice. So anyway, he pulls, I don't remember the exact order of the cards. But yeah, but he pulls one and it's like, ah, oh, this represents me. This is the card that represents an adventurer. Yeah, that's right. So he starts with an adventurer. Then he pulls his own villain. It's like the sorcerer or something. He's like, oh, oh yeah, no. R- he, Roker Gepta. He's like, oh, I got Roker Gepta. And then it's Sabak changes to be fucking Dutz Murr because then it's a little like the, greedy the, guy. Yeah, it was something of staves. Uh <laughs> So it's switched, yeah, it switched from Roker Gepta to an upside down six of staves, which is a studious official, or an irritating official. Yeah. So he's like, oh, and there's Dutz Murr. We got both of them on a card. And he even said it was upside down, which I got to assume is fucking annoying if you're playing Sabacc ah! and, and you don't notice that they're set to tarot mode. <laughs> uh, well, you just flip the card around. You do, but then people know your card just flipped. I guess that that turns the whole metagame into constantly rotating your cards so that people think, oh, he's got a lot of flips happening right now. Or is he just fucking with me? Or 
there is a right side up and a wrong side up, mm-hmm. and he just flipped it upside down to start with. <laughs> no, because he didn't mention that the uh, the sorcerer card that came out first was upside down. That's true. Yeah. So appara- I guess I guess these cards are dumb as fuck I guess in some- new and exciting ways. Sometimes they flip to upside down. And you're like, fuck, god damn it! Now my cut my hands all out of order. And- <laughs> The kind of shit you can't tolerate when you're playing like hearts or something. I mean, it's especially weird if you're like, okay, but that means all of them have to have straight up like tarot cards, pictures on them so you know what side is up or down. Because if it was just like, uh, it's like the nine of diamonds, I don't know which side is up or yeah, down. Exactly, yeah, and it was specifically it was the six of staves, <laughs> which means that yes, the six of staves has an up and down facing, so we can tell when it's upside down or not. These cards are way more tarot than uh, they are playing cards in every way. Yeah. So anyway, he keeps divining. He establishes that his villain is both Roker Gepta and Dutzmer. Then the card that defines his secret motivation comes out, and it's Legate of Staves, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm a secret do-gooder." Aww. Um... Oh, and, no. And then another card comes out that's like, someone close to me will betray me. Uh-oh, Vuffy Ra, are you going to betray me? Yeah. And Vuffy's like, no, and you didn't trust, you trusted me before you started playing this stupid deck. That's dumb. <laughs> now I don't like the cards anymore. And Lando's like, I still trust you. I'm just goofing off while I play. While I, We're I, just I, fucking I'm around. Just doing tarot shit, buddy. <laughs> this doesn't really matter. And then he's like, oh, and now... Bad things will happen, and what is the outcome of bad things? New things! Yeah, the universe was the uh, the final outcome card, and he was like, what's the universe? Just possibility, just whatever. Oh, look, look I look. got the wheel, what does that mean? It means things are different. Yeah. Oh, great. It's it's kind of fun to do this after just finish ri- finishing up with writing an entire tarot interpretation guide. Yeah. To be like, oh, I know what every one of these cards is, even if he says it's the Legate of Staves or whatever. I'm like, I know what that is. I know what, I know what the Roker Gepta card is. It oh, was the moon. Oh, no, wait. The moon was a different one. It was the one that was the disaster, the satellite. Yeah, which is actually the tower. The tower, yes. Okay, so uh, where were we? Is there even a moon? There is a moon. There is okay. moon and star. Okay, good. And, and sun. And sun. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And Hierophant. <laughs> good <laughs> good job i did it i remembered one <laughs> you remembered a couple of cards good for you buddy i think i could probably given pen and paper write down all the tarot cards now but, but can it, you do them in numerical order i didn't even oh yes i can i can well actually there is technically two different numerical orders the writer weight has one and then some other ones have a different one where they'll switch uh i think it's strength and justice switch positions honestly those two should be merged anyway as soon as we come out with tarot 2.3 as soon as the new tarot comes out Mm -hmm. you'll see it's only got about 20 cards (laughs) it was really easy to write it (laughs) look we got a card that's good stuff we got a card that's bad stuff we got a card that's weird stuff one of them is just a coupon to frosties (laughs) (laughs) one of them is three dollars off 20 or more at dairy queen It's instantly the most useful tarot deck you've ever owned. It's true. So, anyway, he establishes that, yeah, pretty much everything that has already happened is in his divination, and the things that are in the future are that Vuffy Raw will probably betray him, but it'll all turn out at the end, and then they'll go on a big fun space adventure together. Yep. Great. So, uh, and then right as he's kind of wrapping up with his tarot divination, Vuffy's like, hey, did one of those, was one of those cards the end of journeys? And he's like, yeah, that's like the six or whatever. Yeah, he's right? like, oh, yeah, that was one of the early cards was yeah. we're coming to the end of a journey. And he's like, well, we're there. Yeah, because they've arrived at the end of the conveyor belt ride. Yeah, there's a big old door. And beyond those doors, Jurassic Park. <laughs> they do move in herds. Huh? 
But there's a it's like a big sphere chamber they come out into that uh, across on the very far side of it from where they are now, even though it's like miles from here. Uh, Lando can clearly see the mind harp of Sheru, and he's like, oh, god damn it, it's just as visually irritating as the key. Yeah, they're like, oh, what's the mind harp? Oh, well, there's a giant fucking plinth, and up above there is a big version of the key. Yeah. Great. So he's like, ah, damn it. So now they're in, this is the, that's a chapter ending, a big cliffhanger moment of like, uh, we've Ooh. arrived at our destination, a big room with the mind harp in it. Anyway, next chapter, now they're slowly mincing along the edges of this giant chamber because there's art about the technological advancements of the Sheru over time. Well, yeah, because this is supposed to be a, like, a guided tour after the whole, uh, like, going across the people mover thing, the moving walkway that showed all the history. Yeah, that was all the archaeology. And now there's, along this curved room, instead of going straight to the mind harp, it's like, oh, follow this, because it is also a... Like, chronological, let me tell you the story of my people. Yeah, we've switched from, like, the paleontology, archaeology stuff to recorded history stuff. Yeah. Where they're, like, now they're developing uh, agriculture and alcohol and steam engines and printing presses and rockets. And it, it, Lando is currently passing by where they're inventing, like, orbital rocketry. And he looks ahead, and there's still, like, three million centuries to go. And he's like, Jesus Christ, what do these people turn into? Oh, yeah, into? he's like, God, we've gotten to rockets, and we are, like, ten meters in. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is gonna, You know, I, I'm sure it's very exciting on the far end to see what wild future shit these guys invented. But this is boring. <laughs> and so he noted, he has this whole bit that where he... I feel like this is the, the strongest we've seen the uh, libertarianism bent of L. Neal Smith come crawling out of the woodwork, huh? as he has this whole thing about how governments intentionally design their buildings to make you feel small and powerless, so you will prostrate yourself before them just yeah. by being in them. He's like, oh, it's one is by vaulted ceilings, so that you uh, you definitely feel like, ooh, this is a place that's like... I'm echoing and it's holy here and I should have reverence for this building. Right. But the other is, and what is going on here as well is, oh, the ground is smooth and slippery so that you can't take like big, fast strides. You have to move at a very like, oh, I have to be like a small simpering pace so that I, I don't fall down. And so you're, you're having to give this, undue respect to a building just on the fact that it was made in a way. Yeah, so he instead takes his shoes off and goes sliding across the place like it just got waxed and he's in his underpants. Oh yeah, he's he's just like, hey, you remember this from Risky Business? <laughs> yeah, just does that a bunch of times. And Buffy, who is kind of just under the thrall of the building and it's, you know, bureaucratic majesties is like, master, you can't do that. Have you no respect? And he's like, no, not even a little bit. Who gives a fuck about these guys? I, I have no respect that's for anything imposed on me by architecture. No, I don't care. Besides, you should try this. It's fun. Wee. <laughs> yeah, he's like, who am I going to respect? No one is here. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Turns out someone's there, though, because after he slides the second time, a booming voice echoes from across the entire building. <laughs> that just goes, it is not permitted to take big slidey steps across the hallway. Could you not? <laughs> and Lando's like... Uh, who what what who is that it is i the hall and then buffy jumps on the obvious joke which is great because he just goes because buffy's like who in the hall are you <laughs> and lando's like god damn it you stole my fucking joke i was about to do that oh my bits you stole my bit <laughs> we've already established in the star wars continuity the hell is a thing we talk about thanks con but uh 
But so, so I was all set to do a hell joke, but no, the robot got it. Damn it, robot. And the hall's just like, I am the hall. I am the entire hall. I am the artificial intelligence in charge of the room you're in. Yeah, so could you, you know, maybe you're, not just run through the middle? You're supposed to walk around the outside. You're supposed around to be, the outside. <laughs> you're supposed to be impressed by the procession of ages before you get to the sacred object. And he's like, mm, how about this? Fuck you, and I, I do what I want. I do like that he asks a question first. He's like, hey, if I don't do that, like, what if I just keep sliding down the middle of the room? Am I going to get, like, vaporized or whatever? I, I do like that he's like, well, instead of just saying fuck you and running, he is like, you're not going to, like, pop lasers and blast me, are you? And he's like, no, not to my knowledge. I don't believe there's any specific detailed punishment. You're just not supposed to. And he's like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> then, uh, you know, cheerfully and with, with respect, the hall I'm in, up yours. <laughs> How about fuck you? And here we go. Wee! <laughs> but yeah, at that point, he's like, wait a minute. All right, Hall, I got a, I got a question for you. So, uh, Buffy this whole time, by the way, has been, they've been getting closer and closer in a uh, size. Yes. And he's like, Hey, so was I big or was Buffy small? And the Hall's just like, I don't know why that matters. I do like where he's like, Hey, how big was I back there? And the Hall's like, just in what unit of measurement puny creature from beyond time? And he's like, oh, shit, you're right. I have no idea if we have a, a, a scaled sense of measurement. Uh, which one of us did you grow or shrink? The, the organic thing and the other organic thing, which, by the way, we'll get to in a second, or this robot. And he was like, well, I actually shrunk, I actually grew you guys. Well, yeah, I mean, at first he is just like, it doesn't matter. Why the fuck do you care? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, but no, but I really want to. And even Buffy's like... Hall, normally I am on your side. Organics have real stupid questions, but I am actually really curious. Who did you fuck with? <laughs> and the Hall's like, uh, it is necessary to grow and shrink organics for appropriate degrees, degrees of uh, awe-inspiring as you pass through various portions of the building. So yeah, I so it turned, it. it turned out that he had been big, and then the passageway that they were in, so that Lando would not notice him getting smaller was just very slowly constricting to the same speed that he was shrinking, mm -hmm. so that he was like, oh, I'm the same size, because everything else is the same size, but no. Which is interesting, because the, hall, the when he starts going down the conveyor belt, it starts by showing him, like, microorganisms and stuff that are in the in tiny beginning vertebrates and so on. They, they had to have been incomprehensibly tiny, though, because he was, like, 120 meters tall, apparently. Yeah, but that's all part of the Sheru magic. <laughs> I guess. Maybe those parts of the wall, like, automatically... Those got blown up. Yeah, they just blow up that part of their dirt so that every microorganism is real big. Blow that dirt up. Yeah. But uh, they're also like, okay, and Buffy's like, hey, but also, what the fuck happened to me in the beginning with all those, like, rectangles and spheres and shit? I was in some weird maze to start with. And yeah, the hall's like, oh, okay, sorry, that one's my bad. Uh, while the the hall is built for the edification of organics and, like, to show them inspiring stuff, uh, we also had robots. We're not, like, backwards primitives. So you, the, the whole system mistook you for a cleaning robot and uh, tried to reprogram you to clean things. And that's what that was. That was you walking through our programming matrix. Yeah. And Buffy's like, what the f what, what, what? And Land Lando hits him with like, or, or, do you feel any urge to clean anything, buddy? Did huh? they mess with your brain? You want to pick some stuff up, bud? <laughs> Buffy's all pissed off. But Lando finally gets to the real good question, which is like, hey, what happened to the other guy? So I said organics, and you, you reciprocated with organics, plural. There was a dude with us. Where is that dude? And he's like, no, no, I meant your gut flora and the mites on your eyelashes Yes, and those shit. all also grew with you. Mm -hmm. Giant fucking mites. Mm-hmm. 
Lando's like, come on, you know, we all know that. I mean, where's Moe's? Where's the guy I was with? And that just causes the hall to shut up. Yeah, he's like, nope, not talking. I will not talk to you for the next several minutes while you walk across. Uh, and when he finally pops back up, Lando's like, hey, what happened to that last conversation? He goes, what? I was thinking about something else. No, no talking about that. I was I was off in, in my own mind. Yeah. I've been... <laughs> I've been a sentient AI hanging out in a room by myself for millennia. Mm -hmm. You can imagine I am a little scatterbrained. (laughs) Uh, But he basically won't answer that one question, which causes Lando at the moment to believe that uh, what happened was when Buffy went through the the reprogramming system, it fucked up his memory so that he was automatically forgotten Moe's the instant he didn't see him. Yeah. He thinks it's a glitch and not like an intentionally planned thing. I personally still have my my belief, which is will maybe be exonerated later in this very episode, that the Toka are just Sheru leftovers. And so I'm like, he's not going to tell him when that guy left, because that guy left the moment he realized what he was. Ah. I was like, oh, shit, I'm not a, a, an ancient weird old man. I'm a I'm a cool weird old man. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one question I do have is, like, where the fuck did he go, though? Like, you're in a fucking moving hallway, like... Did he get smart enough to be like, ah, yes, and uh, every, like, 20 meters or so, there's a little exit you can get out. <laughs> yeah, like if your kids get scared or something, you have yeah. to have a way you can just walk off. It's a standard dark room thing. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. There's always a little exit. I mean, we've already seen... They got past the mummy, and right past that is the Frankenstein that jumps out mm-hmm. and an exit. Yeah. We've seen two different examples so far that they have, like, ma- instantaneous matter transmitia- uh, transmission technology. Oh, well, they just have... Science that is magic. Exactly. So I have to assume that the moment he realized he what he was, he was just like, I'm done. And he just like hit a button or something that made him teleport wherever he wanted to be. <laughs> uh, so Pyramid, send me away. <laughs> so now they just walk and walk and walk until they finally get to the big plinth. But by the time they do, Buffy has already pointed out an interesting conundrum, which is that the room is not spherical. It's a giant ovoid. And that's because it's supposed to look spherical to people who are changing size. Yes. But as you get smaller, the sodas of the room to match you're getting smaller. And Lando realizes that means that by the time he gets to the mind harp that uh, it'll be it'll be. Uh, yeah, they're going to be way too small and, to and, get to it. And, and Buffy Raz, who has been steadily growing, is going to be bigger than Lando. Yeah, except it doesn't happen. He does no. stop. Yeah. He gets back to his regular size and he's like, all right, well. This fucking pedestal that this mind harp is on is now about 12 meters up, and I don't have rope or suction cups or anti-grav. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't have climbing equipment. That's not what this is. Uh, so, hey, Hall. Oh, hi, I was wool gathering. What do you want? Can you lower this plinth? Sorry, no. 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 Can you give me a ladder? I don't know what that is. Okay, can you make me big again? Ah, you solved it. <laughs> you solved the mystery. <laughs> you did it. You figured it out. I love the Wonka shit there where he's like, ah, oh, you found it. You sa- you found the way through. You did it, my boy. <laughs> You've won. <laughs> the other children will be fine. A little bruise, no difference. <laughs> uh, don't forget what happened to the gambler who got everything he always wanted. What's that? Oh, he got betrayed immediately and <laughs> murdered. He lost his ship to Han in a, in a Sabacc game. <laughs> Some dumb bullshit happened, mostly. <laughs> uh, so he does ask a lot of questions, though. He's a very careful adventurer. He's like, hey, if you make me big again, can you also be back to the size I was before I came into the pyramid at all? Yes. And yes, we can do yeah, that. We can do all the shit. We're, we're, this isn't like a, a this isn't like a Dungeons and Dragons genie. We and, will do what we're supposed to. And I do like that he has the presence of mind to be like, 
hey, wait a minute. If I was enormous, wouldn't like the square cube law mean that my shit was all fucked up and like my bones couldn't support me? Like Buffy being small, I figured was more likely because being small has less problematic shit than being super huge. You would be surprised if you shrank an elephant down to the size of a mouse, it would immediately explode. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) the hall's just like, ah, nah, look, we have magic science. You're all just information, and I made your information bigger. And he's like, I hated that answer. God damn it. It should have just been, we used magic, don't worry about it. Because the moment he's like, oh, you just sort of spaced me out. You just sort of stretched me, so I yeah, was... Yeah, we accordioned you. Yeah, you just kind of... They use the uh, honey, I shrunk, honey, I Shrunk the Kids rules, which are uh, basically the the empty space between atoms is expanded. Oh, that's the, uh, you know, the Ant-Man rules. It's also Ant-Man rules, yes. But it doesn't work the same way that Ant-Man doesn't work, except for, you know, it, it's just as funny, and it's whatever it needs to be in, in any exactly. given situation. It doesn't work here, because this dude picked up the droid that weighed the same as all, it always did, and hung him from his ear... Yes. When that droid weighed like 170 pounds and Lando was exactly as strong as he had ever been before. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it just works by what the fuck ever rules. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Look, we have magic science. We are so beyond your comprehension of what it means to have physics and capabilities and whatnot that you need not worry about it. But instead, he's just like, all right, think about yourself as a book. You can make a book thicker. Yeah, and you can like double thick, space the text. Yeah, it's a bigger book, but it's still the same information. And he's like, all right, whatever, I don't care. You can make me big and small. Just just up me to the thing, would you? Yeah. So then he gets grown up to the size that he can pick the thing up. He picks it up, puts it in his pocket. And a very small, at this point, Lando, relative to him, is like, Lando. Buffy. 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 Vu- <laughs> Lando, don't put it in your pocket. Stupid. He's like, oh yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna grow back to the size. It's, it's gonna grow relative to my shrinking. You're gonna, That's gonna, just gonna fuck my pocket up. Gonna, Thanks, man. That'll break my jacket. <laughs> so he takes it out and lets himself be shrunk again to the point where he's holding a big surfboard of uncomfortable, impossible four dimensional information. Yep. And at that point, he's like, cool. Now do we, uh, we exit through the gift shop? How do we do this? <laughs> and the, the Hall's just like, all right, well, oh, he, do, he does at one point when talking to the Hall be like, hey, you know, now that we've been here, I can totally reuse this space if you want to, like, host events in you or whatever. If you, you want to have, like, a concert in here. And he's like, no, I have gotten used to being alone over the countless billions of years. I am, I am very fond of peace and quiet. Please do not send other assholes in here. <laughs> I do not know what music sounds like today, and I am scared of it. <laughs> You people get angry at music when it's been 40 years. Imagine how I feel. I like Lawrence Welk. (laughs) I like stick on rock. (laughs) So anyway, um, he's like, yeah, it's right behind the pillar. If you just go behind the pillar where the the thing was, uh, the exit's right there. And they do. They go behind the pillar. A little portal opens up. Yeah, just a little iris opens and they fucking get stargated basically yeah, they walk right through the portal and holy fuck they're back on to into gudalusat the city they were in on another planet at the start of the book yeah they just get fucking stargated through like a portal that when you know uh next chapter but mm-hmm. like lando looks back and he's like nope it's nothing there yeah so it's not like it was still open it's just walked through this and i was immediately teleported here So they have instantaneous matter transmission capabilities and they have just teleported lando and Vuffy right back to another planet and that ends yet another chapter that's a big uh cliffhanger how the fuck did we get to tukuda lusat now as the next chapter starts 
that doesn't matter at all because the first thing that happens is Buffy just grabs the nearest cop and is like, hey, cop, arrest this guy. Governor's orders. <laughs> arrest this man. His <laughs> Hitler hairdo is making me feel ill. <laughs> How dare you accuse Lando of having a Hitler haircut? <laughs> that would look terrible. <laughs> but but Lando's like, oh, God damn it. You did betray me. I knew you were gonna. The cards don't lie. <laughs> this, is, this is fictional tarot. It's always very specifically accurate. I love also that Landa uh, or that Buffy's like, "Hey, police officer, arrest this man." Governor's orders, and Lando's like, "What the fuck?" And the cops just like, "No, I'm dude, not I'm not arresting someone on a droid's orders. Fuck <laughs> off, get the fuck out of here, machine!" And Buffy's just like visually sighing in whatever way a starfish monster can, just like, "Ugh, but just look it up. God damn Fucking it!" Fucking check in with the governor. <laughs> you need to arrest this man. And meanwhile. Like, a crowd is gathering because a weird starfish has begun accosting and a police officer telling him to arrest someone. Mm-hmm. And Lando's, like, against a wall, just slowly inching towards, like, to a, corner. To a corner. He's like, and come on, just <laughs> nobody pay attention to me and my giant surfboard of impossible geometries. <laughs> yeah, I love the notion that he almost made it. If he had just made it three more steps, no one would notice that he was carrying an ironing board made out of impossibilities. <laughs> Ah, yes. I've got a thing that is absolutely boggling to the mind and will destroy your senses. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, this? It's a sign indicating where there's a new subdevelopment of real estate. I'm supposed to spin it or around the corner. If you'll excuse me for a moment. I... What's the name of the subdivision? Oh, it's not pronounceable by human tongues. <laughs> it's uh, Cyclopean Holdings' new venture. <laughs> yeah. But uh, basically, right as he's about to get away, Buffy's like, hey, look, he's getting away. Come on, man. (laughs) This finally prompts the cop to be like, all right, hold on, and pulls his gun. He's like, okay, I may not know for sure why the fuck this robot wants to arrest you, but please do not go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, and then sure enough, he gets a call back, and he's like, well, what do you know? The robot was right. The governor wants you. I've never seen a robot with security clearance like this. Yeah, let's all go for a little ride in me paddy wagon. Uh, and, and that's because he's, uh, the people of Tugutalusad all have Irish accents, yeah. not just the cops. Not just the cops. Mm-hmm. Everyone. But mostly the cops. <laughs> but especially Bart. <laughs> so they get to fucking uh, Dutzmer's office again, and he's like, hot damn, you stupid son of a bitch, I got it. You did it, you got the stupid thing. I just have one question for you, Lando, and he's not even being mean to Lando right now, like... oh. Dutz is glorifying mm-hmm. in the fact that he has won. Yes. And he's like, I only have one question for you, both you and your treacherous robot who has been working for me the whole time. Of course. You know, my treacherous robot. I programmed him to tell you that he was all this stuff. So that's what that's what that was. His whole deal is he was programmed to be an emissary to trick the Toka. Yes. Uh, so anyway, here's here's the big question I have for you. Where the fuck have you been? It's been four months. Yeah. And, and when- <laughs> Lando's like, Oh, shit, time dilation, that's right. The problem with that time dilation in that situation is that Lando at no point was small, so relevant time or uh, relative time to him should have always been going faster and not smaller. Uh, He was huge, and then he got regular size, and then he got huge again. When he was huge, time should have been proceeding faster. Actually, it shouldn't have been, because he was never actually bigger relative to the world. There was just extra empty space in him. You know what? Let's not worry about it. I got it, Shrews. Even then, I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't experience time fucking faster than a four-foot person just because I'm 6'3". <laughs> like, that's not how size works. How's the air up there? It's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm 
already in the future. <laughs> you die shortly. Yeah, if you're above 5'10". Because, you know, you're short, and you will die shortly. <laughs> if you're above 5'10", you, you live a year for every three a short guy lives. <laughs> no I picture all of you as dogs to me. <laughs> uh, you live as mites upon a god's brow. <laughs> That's the last thing you need is tall guy complex. <laughs> Never in my life. It's why I am always hunched over. Yeah, it's true. You I have. I wish I wasn't so tall guy complex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because of all those time shenanigans. You really do. You've got like Ronnie slump. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, don't, please don't look at me. Oh, I'm no. not going to go to the store. I already ate my pants. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Anime is blood. <laughs> so, so anyway. Uh, so Dutes is just like, where the fuck have you been for the past four months? And Lando's like, oh, right, time shenanigans. Or who can't, you know what? It was time shit. He doesn't say anything, though. He's oh, yeah. Like, He's he like, just shrugs. I don't know, man. Why don't you ask this fucking droid that was apparently yours this whole time? He'll tell you about, you know, our magical trip through the Wonderland Pyramid. Why, that'll be a fun journey for you to find out about. Mm-hmm. He's like, actually, you know what? I just realized I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. Guards take him and do it, uh, process him as per standard. Yeah, I mean, he does do a little bit of villain monologuing in that he's like, oh, and uh, just so you know, fucking Roker Gepta has been for the past four months in orbit above the fucking planet you were on, mm-hmm. waiting for you to get out of that pyramid. And uh, that means this is mine now and he can go fuck himself. He had already somehow guessed that, that uh, Lando would show up on Rafa 4 and not come out of the pyramid directly. No, not really. Or he was this just a moment of opportunity for him? Yeah, he was just like, oh, sweet. You teleported here instead of coming off planet where Roker was waiting. That just means I get to have it because he's like, oh, we told you it was for... Controlling the local Toka. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's like we tell everyone else that it's for music mm-hmm. we tell you it's for controlling the toka yeah but gepta told me it's for controlling everyone in the system it's just a big mind control device and he's like sweet that means i can use it for myself and even control gepta then yes um so i'm not going to give this to gepta i'm going to take over the entire system including you it won't matter because you're getting processed, and they don't even say what that means, but we already know what happens to convicted pr- prisoners here in the Rafa system. Yep. They have to work in the life orchards until their brains go empty. So he gets sent out to a prison cell that is processing before you actually get sent to the orchards themselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, yeah, so that, that happens with him. He gets, he gets dragged away. We actually do follow up with, with him immediately. He's in a cell all by himself across from a sort of open kennel space where they keep the Toka workers. Yeah, because it's like, oh, we have our actual, like, prisoners, and they are in locked prison cells with, like, double bunks in there, standard jail things. But the Toka are just like, oh, they just sort of wander in from the fields, and this is where they sleep, across the hall from the prisoners. They generally do not care about where... They, they don't worry about working in the in the orchards or anything. They're just, yeah, I mean, why should they worry? Yeah, they, Why should they care? <laughs> they don't worry. They'd be happy. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so this time they're all still sort of singing, and once again, we I don't think we've mentioned this in the previous episode, but every time the Toka do, go into their big chants... Lando's like, shit, why do I know that? I feel like I know that language. What is that? Yeah, it's every time they start doing something, he's like, I got a little tickle in the back of my mind where he's like, I swear I've heard this before. Where the fuck have I heard this? Yes. Uh, And uh, this is the point. 
Although we don't really get a confirmation of it. This is finally the point where he goes, oh, I know what this is. It's a really messed up, ancient, bastardized version of it. But I've heard this language before. Yeah. And, you know, he mostly finds it in his sleep. Like, while he is asleep, his, you know, subconscious mind is like, oh, yeah, I got this. Right. And so the next morning, we also, of course, have to check in with fucking dudes, dudes <laughs> who the does monologue. the dumbest fucking thing imaginable, uh-huh. where he's like, oh, sweet, now that I have the mind control device that will allow me to take over this entire system, and there is only one person who knows that I have this and what it does, I'm going to call Roker Gepta and gloat. I love that that chapter section opens with it, with it basically a description of Dutz Murr that's like, Oh, you know, he's not a cartoon idiot villain. He didn't spend a bunch of time torturing Lando or, or uh, el- elongating the process of fucking with him to give him a chance to escape. He just did the most direct and efficient thing he could. Send him off to the, the orchards and be done with him. That was smart. Now he's going to do a dumb thing. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a Bond villain as far as, like, fucking with Bond. He is, however, a complete moron when it comes to being a villain because he's like, let me call up that wizard and go, hey, you obviously haven't realized yet that I have this, so I'm going to tell you I have the mind harp mm-hmm. and be like, you better get out of the system, buddy, because I'm going to take it over. And this, of course, being before he has even tested or tried to use it. Right. Oh, you know what we passed over and we should mention real quick is that the entire thing was a setup from the jump. That that dude, o- Defa Osuna Wet. The, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, the professor guy from the beginning was a plant. He was the first person they hired to try and find it. He couldn't. And rather than killing him or sending him to Life Orchards, they recruited him to go find a random spacer who was down on his luck. And probably dark-skinned, because I think that was part of the Toka legend. But they were just like, all right, find anyone who remotely fits this description and tell them about a treasure that exists. And then accidentally lose a droid to him. Yeah, the droid's going to be here. It's part of the whole plan because the Toka will think it's the emissary. Now, you have to come here to get it because it's a very valuable droid. That's why you fell for it, stupid. I mean, the thing is, it's not even that it's a valuable droid. He's like, look, you could have just been like, oh, I take my winnings and run. Mm -hmm. And he's like, if you had, no harm, no foul. He just finds the next mark. Yeah. But because we had it so that you had to come here and we planted the idea of a treasure... We were like, oh, we're pretty sure we'll get the first idiot that comes along. And you indeed were the first idiot that came along. Yeah, so that's kind of fun to learn. But anyway, when he gets Roker on the horn, he's like, hey, Roker, guess who's got this fucking thing? And he points the camera at it. And Gep is like, what? How? And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. The important thing is I have it and you don't. So if you don't want to get mind controlled, because I know what this does, you better point your spaceship away and go. And Gepta's like, you fucking moron. You are going to kill yourself and everyone around you. It takes a wizard's superpowered abilities. The thing is, he immediately is like, you have no idea how to use that. It's not like there's a fucking instruction manual, you goddamn moron. And he's like, nah, I think I'm good. I think I've got a weird giant piece of something that continues to look like object maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I can get it to work. I have plenty of training in using super high advanced technology. I don't understand. And get keeps just being like, dude, please do not try to use that thing. You have no idea the shit you're about to unleash. I actually do. And, and uh, D- Dutz is like, all right, well, anyway, bye. I'm going to go take over the whole star system now. You better fuck off and ends the call. And Gepta's just like, Jesus, this fucking moron. This okay. This fuck up everything. God damn it. So he does not fuck off. 
he gets put on a special sort of escape pod thing that's uh, designed for super hyper ultra acceleration uh, where he gets to get strapped into like an accelerating couch so his body doesn't get turned to goo. Although he makes mention of the fact that he's just allowing that shit to happen. Yeah, he doesn't want to let on to the people on the ship that he's a wizard. Not even that he's that there's something going on with him where he doesn't have to worry about acceleration. Well, yes. He's like, ah, a human would need to worry about that. But I have no need, for I am a wizard. Mm-hmm. Or I'm a something, anyway. And uh, it, he's just like, yeah, go ahead, strap me in, whatever. I don't give a shit. And then he gets shot so that the three-day journey to uh, to, 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 to Losat will take about an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, baby some shit goes down. Well, dude starts trying to use the thing, and... All this Toka shit, or Sharu shit, works on the pr- uh, principles of harmonics. And so as soon as he tries to use it, he does it wrong, and it causes a bunch of major fucking earthquakes. I am amazed that he even manages to get anything done, because basically the way Dutes tries to do anything is he's like, oh, I just grab hold of this thing mm-hmm. and, like, think at it. And when he does so, uh, the first thing we find out when he starts doing it is... We are over with Lando, who is currently in, like, a line to get on the prison bus to the fields. Mm -hmm. And then a giant earthquake happens, and, like, the fucking plastic Sheru buildings start, like, shaking and coming out of the ground. The holding facility that he was in just crumbles. Right on top of a bunch of guards who were screaming Yeah, the bus flips over. Yeah, a bunch of people are dying. Cracks are opening up in the ground. Some of the Sheru structures are, are exploding. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? And as he's watching this happen, by the way, the Toka group that he had been standing there are gone already. They just woke up yeah, in the morning, fucked off, went to work. Uh, so they're gone. And it's just regular prisoners and guards. And the guards are all screaming and falling over and desperate for help. And then one guard runs up and points at Lando and is like, the governor needs that guy. Give me that guy. <laughs> and yeah. the, the head, the, the head, like prison guard guy is like, what are you now? Everything's going to shit, and you want me to do a prison transfer now? Oh, the weird thing. I love that even during this, like, a fucking bus flips over and traps a guard under it, and some of the prisoners go to help, and the guards turn their guns on them, like, no, don't help. I mean, maybe help? I mean, no, don't. Yeah, they kill a couple of them. They're like, we don't know what the fuck to do. Everyone is freaking out. And so finally, just... The fucking warden of this is like, yeah, sure. I don't even care. Take him. Whatever. Yeah. Who so gives a fuck? At gunpoint, Lando gets hurried into like an open top Jeep vehicle thing and just gets driven the fuck away. And at one point while he's being driven, Lando goes, hey, you're not taking me to Taguda Lusat. You're going the other way. What's going what on? What are you doing? And he has stolen this guard's gun. And he's like, and you better fucking take me where I want to go or I'll blast you. Yeah. And and uh, the guard's like, all right, hold on. Let me talk to you about this. And Lando's like, no, man, take your fucking helmet off. I want to see who's kidnapping me. Takes his helmet off. Shit, there's a chrome snake for a head in there. What the fuck did De- Destro get I me? was once a man. <laughs> fucking Serpentor, let me off here. I don't want any of this. Uh, But no, it's just, you know, a tentacle from Buffy Raw, mm-hmm. who just, you know, Edgar suited a <laughs> fucking police outfit. Mm-hmm. Used his extendo hands to kind of stretch out in the interior. So that it doesn't look like he's just sort of a scarecrow wearing a suit, uh, and used his fucking uh, one tentacle to form a head to put a helmet on, and he's just like, "Look, it's me. What? Come on!" And Lando's like, "I don't understand. You betrayed me a minute ago." And he's like, "Yeah, I did. I was programmed to, but technically, they did register me to your ownership, which means <laughs> you, are you are my master. You are actually legally my master. So the moment I completed my betray you subroutine, I was already free to start helping you again. Yeah. So was, here we go. It wasn't just." 
betray Lando and then ownership <laughs> goes over to fucking dudes. All they did was program me with the, as soon as you get back to planet, betray Lando and bring me that shit. And I did. And now I'm done. I was basically just, you know, under a compulsion. Mm -hmm. So Lando takes this in stride. He's like, well, you know, it's going to take me a little bit to trust you again. But sure, things seem shitty. So what are we going to do? Well, yeah, he's like, of course, it'll take a while. But, you know, I rescued you as part of restitution. Mm -hmm. Uh, and... Lando's like, well, okay, I guess we got to steal a shuttle or something. And Buffy's like, nah, man, they transported the Falcon back here months ago. Yeah, they were waiting for you for so long that they just took the fucking uh, Falcon and brought it back here. The cargo hold is still full of life crystals, and they're there because they thought they still might need to bargain with you when you got out of the pyramid, so they kept your... Uh, the cargo hold and the Millennium Falcon as just sort of an extra bargaining chip. Oh, and also the instant we stepped foot onto into a Rafa five, even though I was already starting to betray you to nearby cops, I was also at the same time uh, using my interior radio si si system to contact the spa the uh, the uh, flight deck and tell them to repair the warp no, drive man. in your ship. He repaired it. Oh, he just repaired it himself. That was he what he was doing when he was like, oh, it's a mess in here. On their way to fucking oh, he just did Rafa 6, he just fixed the drive. Okay, that's what that meant. All right, that, all right, that makes more sense. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I, all I needed to do was betray you about this one specific thing. However, that's dumb, and I didn't want the ship to be in pain, so I just fixed it and didn't yeah, tell you. It's just fixed. It works. Everything works on the Falcon. The end. Yeah, it's fine. And, and then it was like, well, great, let's go to the spaceport. That's Get amazing. the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is the best. But shit's going all kinds of wrong. We cut, we check in on Dutes, and Dutes is like, all right, well, so far I've managed to make this thing make a bunch of earthquakes. Seems to be killing a lot of people. But if I maybe, can get it to work... Maybe if I just do the same thing I've been doing, a different result will happen. Then some aide comes running in, is like, sir, we have on on telemetry that, that a high-speed little needle thing is arriving at rapid, insane velocity from Sir, we Rafa have a five. wizard on radar. <laughs> There's a, a high-speed approaching wizard. And he's like, fuck, why did I monologue? God damn it. I'm so fucking stupid. And he's like, all right, well, I got one more chance at this, so I'm I'm not going to give up. You go get the guards and wait for him on top of this building, because he's, he's not going to bother with going to a landing pad somewhere and then driving here. He'll just land on the building and come fuck me up. So yeah. take some dudes, go up to the roof, and well, wait for him. There's no dudes, sir. All the dudes left after the second earthquake. Yeah. Uh, can I go home? There's been a bunch of earthquakes. Yeah, it turns out uh, the planet is ripping itself apart. Can, uh, can I have a note? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck, no guards. Okay, well, remember those four guards who got sent to Rafa 11 in an empty freighter? Remember when Lando did that? And he like gave them sandwiches and porn and stuff. They're still under house arrest, so go get them. They'll be in the building and make them go fight Roker Gepta. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, Jandler. I don't. I was hoping he'd make it. Aw, Jandler's got to go fight a wizard on a rooftop. He will not make it. No one will. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fight a wizard on a rooftop and make it out alive. It doesn't even matter if he fought, if he fought Roker or not. But yeah, that's that's the plan. All those guards are going to go to the roof to have to deal with Roker Gepta. Uh, Lando, meanwhile, is still driving to the, the uh, landing pad. Unfortunately, this is a tracked vehicle. It has wheels. It does. It's not a hover. Oh yeah, ship. and it's it's not even like oh it, like there's some sort of crack in the earth or a tree fell over and we can't get there. It's literally just for every you know ten feet we want to move forward, we're actually going twenty feet because the vehicle is just like 
swerving left and right as the earth shakes around it. Yes. Yeah, so eventually, as they're like a hundred yards from the the air fe- the airstrip, uh, Lando's like, "Shit, we are we are shifting more than a hundred yards left and right every time the oscillation waves go through. We'd do better running." So he just fucking abandons ship and starts gunning it for the entrance, and some guard who is just that guard deserves a fucking medal, by the way. That guy is like, "Oh, well, seems like the world's falling apart." But this guy running in is like, "Oh, I need to stop him." Hey, hey, uh, no unauthorized entry. And he's no like, looters. No, my dude, that is my ship right there. It is the Millennium Falcon. I am the captain. I'm just getting on my ship to get off this crumbling ass planet. And he's like, ah, uh, that's under governor's lock. And he's like, who cares? And then he just charges him and beats him the shit up with a little lesson about how he's wearing flexible plastic armor that's fine against lasers, but does nothing if a dude just pop- pops you in the solar plexus. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is made to absorb like the heat of a laser, mm-hmm. not a dude whacking you. So he just runs up and beats the fuck out of him and leaves him rolled up on the ground and then makes for the Falcon. As he gets there, the landing pad descends and, oh shit, it's Mose. Mose <laughs> is up there now being like, Hello, I'm a, I'm a dapper gentleman now. Mm-hmm. I'm in a three-piece suit, and I have robo-eyes. Yes, he's given himself terrifying robo-eyes. Apparently, they're very multifaceted. They're yeah, he's got like psychedelic spider eyes. He's got fucking, like, segmented robo-eyes mm-hmm. and a three-piece suit, and he's like, gentlemen. Standing up straight now, just in perfect posture and everything. Lando's like, everything about him that used to make him look like a crazy old man now makes him look like a distinguished badass. <laughs> I am I am not comfortable around this, this guy. This guy has gone from <laughs> some weird fucking tribal shaman to the leader of a fucking like Fortune 500 company, and it is weird as fuck. He's gone from Sean Connery at the start of The Rock to Sean Connery at the end of The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> this guy goes home and fucks the prom queen. <laughs> exactly. If uh, by the end of The Rock, Sean Connery had terrifying spider robot eyes. Which in the normal way, in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly Michael what... Bay was like, can we please get some spider eyes in <laughs> I here? I want spider eyes in this movie. And they're like, no, man, he's got to look normal so that his daughter will accept him when he finds her again in San Francisco after the almost death of his daughter. Remember that? Uh, you remember what this whole movie's about? Yeah, he's I, like, I do not, and I think you know that. I think you know I want spider eyes. I've been devi- deni- denied a giant spider fighting Superman enough times, and I know that's a different guy, and yet I still want it. I heard about it, and I was like, yes. Also me. That's my thing now, too. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> But yeah, he gets up into the ship and Moses like, sup, bitches? Hey. How you doing? And he's literally just there to see them off. He's like, hey, man, good job. You did it. Glad you got here. I was just waiting for you. Yeah. Hoping you'd get here. And this is when Lando's like, all right, dude, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. I figured out your dumb horse shit. And I, he's like, oh, good for you. I was mostly sad that we didn't get a moment as they're running up and Moses at the top of the shelf. It, at the uh, ramp for him Buffy's to look over like, at Buffy. Buffy's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, for Lando to look over at Buffy and be that. Who the fuck is that? You can't tell me you don't know that guy. And Buffy's just like, I don't know, some dapper-looking gentleman? It's weirder than that. Half of this this uh, chapter is written where you can't tell if Buffy can even see Moe's. Because uh, he keeps going like, Master, who, what are you talking about? Master, we have to go. Because <laughs> huh? it turns out Lando finally, like we mentioned before, in his sleep, realized the language. The Toka are speaking old high tramic but a terrible, messed up, broken version of it. Well, yeah, because you're like, oh, this is, you know, Tramic from, like, 
several thousand million years ago. And here come the spool of secrets. Number one, I was right. The Toka are the Shuru. Yes. Basically, they they took their brains out of their heads. They were like, there is the fucking Reapers from Mass Effect are coming. Some scary thing that eats advanced cultures is on its way. Mm -hmm. And our plan to keep ourselves alive is to make ourselves savages so they don't eat us. (laughs) I thought they detected the technology. Wouldn't they dissect the biggest structures in the galaxy? Well, yeah, they go, oh, look, big old plastic things. But the only living organisms here are these idiots. Yeah, so they use life crystals, and uh, the life crystals are, sure, there's orchards of them outside, but that's just how they made them. And those are just abandoned. The orchards are just leftovers from the big project. The big project was the Sheru took all their brains, put them in life crystals, took the life crystals, put them in the pyramids, and now they were dumb idiots who were going to spend the next billion generations waiting until someone came and found the mind harp. The thing is, the whatever the terrifying civilization that eats advanced cultures was going to be, they weren't caring about the mind harp. They didn't give a shit about it. So the whole point of the mind harp was... When the super advanced culture eating culture leaves, idiots will eventually come and discover the mind harp. When they move it, that'll be the symbol to reactivate the Sheru. Well, yeah, because the whole thing is they were like, okay, so we're ridiculously advanced. We're hyper technologically superior, except there's something even scarier than us out there that eats people at our level. Mm-hmm. We'll, pr- we'll go ahead and take our brains and put them in a pyramid and then... We'll leave clues and songs and all this shit so that once civilization gets advanced enough that they can travel the stars and figure out the clues and actually go from, like, planet to planet and get inside here and everything, then we'll know, oh, civilization advanced far enough and weren't eaten. That means these things are gone. Yeah, so it'll be safe for us. So the fact that Dutz is out there messing with a thing is almost irrelevant the moment they moved the, the mind harp at all, it activated the beginning of the Sheru coming back. Well, I don't know. I think maybe Dude's fucking with it is the activation key for he, it. He is accelerating the process. There's no getting around that. Whatever he's doing is making it worse. Because uh, what's happening now is the Sheru are coming back. The pyramids are opening up. Uh, everything around them is melting and merging and being reborn to create the old Sheru civilization. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, we not only did we put our brains in there, so... All the Toka on all of these worlds are about to suddenly become as brilliant as I am. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, all of our, like, cities got buried in these pyramids so that there wouldn't be remnants of all of our old shit. They just show up and go like, oh, weird big structures and savages. Don't care. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, everything that's on the planet now, like all of the, like, colonization shit, all the dudes who are out there with penal colonies, all that crap is about to get blown the fuck up because our entire civilization is about to just come up from the depths 30 stories tall. I love that effectively they give the whoever discovers the mind harp an out because the whole thrust of the entire fucking long-ass 40-day journey to the mind harp was watching you see a civilization develop and eventually disappear and leave this big thing. So if you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, this is the thing that brings all these people back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, clearly this is the thing that just calls the Sheru and they come back. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, cool. People advanced enough that we could come back. Thanks, guys. Good job on you. But it's not going to work that way because people are being greedy instead. So Moses is like, hey, so, you know, I'm kind of singular. Next year I was supposed to retire and hand off the responsibility. Now I have to go shepherd my people as they all become as advanced and intelligent as I am. Uh, you don't have to worry about dudes. He is not going to be okay. That dude has probably turned into some kind of Cronenberg right now mm-hmm. and is, like, melding with his chair to make a new 
fucking Sheru chair. But Lando's just like, look, I figured it all out. That, that whole story about how the Toka landed here after the Sheru had already fucked off uh, from a pre-Republic civilization in a lost ship that's on our record books and everything, so it all made sense. That ship never came here. You just found that in our records and were, was like, we're like, that's perfect. We'll use that as a cover story for why we're here. Oh, yeah, because the the pyramids themselves are actually one giant system-wide computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing's a single giant computer, probably the largest in the galaxy. I mean, definitely largest in the galaxy because it's the largest structure in the galaxy. Uh, and, yeah, basically they use the fact that a Republic ship disappeared around here, pre-Republic ship, millennia ago, as an excuse for why there's Toka. That's a lie. That ship just went into a black hole or some shit. The Toka are the Sheru, and now they're coming back. And Lando's like, well, anyway, I don't want to be here because I hear Roker Gept is on his way. So, Mose, I think you're probably done, right? Can you uh, get the fuck off my ship, please? <laughs> no. No, I cannot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And just leaves. And <laughs> Luffy's still like, what the fuck is going on? What are you talking about? How do you know any of this? And he's like, yeah, well... Uh, a few months ago, I was in a different system where they speak modern Tramic, and I have spent the past month trying to figure out why the fuck I could understand the Toka. <laughs> or not really understand, but that it seems similar enough. Yeah, so they point their ass into space and start going. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Roker Gepta has made it. He's here, and he sees those four guards standing on the roof of the ship, he or the uh, building he wants to land on to kill Dotz Murr. And he just scatters them with bolts from his ship. He's just like, nah, fuck that. It just lasers them out of the way. But it doesn't even matter, because at this point, the whole building just fucking collapses. He's like, ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, but he does manage to find dudes. And he, well, what he manages to find is the fucking Falcon. Oh, well, also, yes. But yeah, he, he, uh... He does get to, I don't know if it's like on a radio call with Dutes or what it is, but there's a point where he finds Dutes and Dutes is like holding the, the, the thing, the mind harp. And as he's holding it, he melds with it and becomes part of it and then crumbles away to dust. Yeah. This dude fucking Cronenberg's into some other shit. Yeah. He picked the wrong grail. Yeah, man. This, <laughs> this fucking, uh, key is just like, Hey man, anything near me? Uh, if you're not Sheru stuff, uh, I'm I'm gonna make do. I'm gonna turn you into some Sheru stuff. You're raw materials now. Yeah. So he gets turned into raw materials and processed, and it's terrifying and horrible. Uh, yeah, dude, he gets the new flesh. Yeah. Then Gepta, who's still in his ship, sees another ship, describes it as shaped like an ugly crustacean, and it starts taking off into space. He's like the fucking Falcon Lando. I hate that guy. Ooh, that guy. Okay, well maybe I can get him. So he spins around and aims his guns at the ship and pulls the trigger. But right as he does so. The other ship also pulled the trigger and shot him. Yeah, because they're like, dude, we've been following your fucking ship on the way in. Mm -hmm. But doesn't even manage to hit them, even though they are faster on the trigger, because an entire planet is collapsing and just part of a building hits his fucking ship and makes him crash. So he crashes, Lando gets away, and as... We don't really follow Lando at the end. Lando busts off into space... We, we follow Gepta, who stumbles out of his ship and stands there straight up doing the villain upraised fist shake. Yeah, he is just straight up, I'll get you next time gadget at uh-huh. fucking Lando. And he's even thinking about the process. He's like, oh, God damn it, this is going to fuck up all... This is setting back all my plans for years. Jesus Christ, I'm going to find and kill Lando. It's going to be a pain in the ass because he is leaving Rafa 4 with the last <laughs> cargo load of life crystals there will ever be. Yeah. He is going to be rich as fuck. And now I have to find and kill him. This guy is about to be go from schlubby little asshole gambler to too rich to fuck with. (laughs) 
So, but then he's just like, I'll get you fucking Lando. And he's straight up doing this shit. Lando! Fucking fucking shaking his fist meaninglessly at the sky. Throws his pistol at him. (laughs) Hey, those are expensive. Go get that. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, that is the end of the mind harp of Sheru. I, I guess I, here's the thing. Yeah. These do tell a connected story. I know. I know that there are two more full fucking stories in here, mm-hmm. but man, to think of this as just its own self-contained thing and being like, yeah, and now somewhere in Star Wars, there's a solar system of hyper-advanced, super-technological people and their ridiculous pyramid things that exploded into cities. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, did that have any effect on the Star Wars universe as a whole? No. No, not even a little bit. We know where it is because of all the 4X video games in the Star Wars universe. It's called the Centrality, and every planet mentioned in any of these books, it makes up the Centrality, and nothing else is in the Centrality. Huh? They did the same thing with the Confederate systems from the Star or the uh, the Han Solo stories. God bless them. <laughs> so, so uh, Ozeon, which is the name of the next chap or book in the series, the, the Flame Wind of Ozeon, the Flame Winds of Ozeon is going to be uh, another planet where, or I think Ozeon is the name of the whole system at the moment. Well, I mean the uh, the fucking satellite thing he was on was like Ozeon twenty seven eighty five or some exactly. shit. exactly. So it's just one of the known. Uh, it, it's a, a, a numbered piece of shit that floats around in the Ozeon system. Yeah, Ozeon is basically like a star system for it's it's rich people. It's like Malibu the the, the star system. Yeah. It's all rich people that have their own planets. Yeah. So uh, so that's the next that's the next story is something taking place with a bunch of extraordinarily rich people. I remember thinking the middle story was pretty good, but the third one was the best one. So we'll see how we go. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Are we going to do the next stories? Are we going to get a different book? You'll have to tune in next week when we do the wrap-up episode and let you know. <laughs> I think we're going to run a poll or something to see if people want to Oh, I'm about to run a poll. You know what I'm saying. I don't. I'm about to diddle when I should be fiddling. <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, thank you so much for checking that out. Hey, we're still going to do bonus content, same as we always do. All you have to do is head on same over to Patreon. Same as it ever was. <laughs> same as it ever was. Uh, all you have to do is head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash systemmastery, and support us at the $2 level to get that bonus content. Why, that's right. We go to Wikipedia, we find a bunch of weird nonsense from Star Wars in a never-ending stream of weird nonsense mm-hmm. that exists for this setting, and we find out some stuff, we tell it to each other, we tell it to you, we all find out what's going on, and we have ourselves a good chuckle, but also, we learn something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've learned a lot of things I've used we in learned my real life. a little something about Star Wars and about ourselves. Every time I, every time uh, in my regular life with the fact that I know who Empatagios brand is comes up, I'm like, thank God I make Expanded Expounded yeah, Universe. thank God I, d- I did that episode about a ball guy. <laughs> Alternative force traditions, I've known a few. <laughs> <laughs> I say right before I get laid at a bar. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this guy knows about the Masasi. <laughs> uh, and the Fallen Aussie and the Bar and Doe. <laughs> I'm feeling Masasi, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Masasi. <laughs> All right. So that's over at patreon.com slash system master. There are multiple levels you can support us at. 
Uh, the $5 level unlocks everything. The $1 level unlocks a little bit. And the $2 level is a reasonable compromise. That's right. We've got a full hose of content, and you can either, you know, turn the spigot on a little bit, or you can go full blast, baby, and mm-hmm. get so much. You can wargarble that system mastery content if you want. You're going to turn this up to sandblast your ass. You're going to feel like you're, <laughs> you're playing Power Wash Simulator with the amount of content you get. <laughs> But until such time as you choose to do so, thank you so much for being here this week. I've been Elan Sleesbagano. And I love diddling, but I should love fiddling.